Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? All right, welcome back to Podcats, the podcast about cats, the musical and the movie, but not the animal. Got it right. I'm Ian Brodsky. I'm Karina Stokes. And we have a wonderful guest with us today. She is a dear friend of mine and now yours. She acts, she sings, she dances, she choreographs, she runs the world. Girls, this is (laughs) Teresa Burns. It's me. (laughs) Welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I got like a good power walk in today, so I'm solid. Yeah. Ready. Um, Right. And oddly enough, I don't think we've ever talked like... What's your relationship with Cats the Musical and or the movie? Okay, so I saw this musical on the Broadway Mm. when I was, I want to say nine, but I was probably actually 11, and I saw it because I begged my mother to see it because I'm a dancer dancer and I knew all the dancer dancers were in Cats the Musical, and I'd heard some songs from it. And I thought they were, like the songs were really catchy. I would just be like walking around being like, as you do, as you do. So my mom brought and my best friend and my best friend's mom. We all went to see it, and I was sitting in the orchestra level, and someone had warned me that cats would be coming down the aisle. Right. So I actually had a delightful time watching the cats scare. The people who didn't know there were going to be cats in the aisle. Oh, but was, you knew. But I knew. Okay, it was great. Um, so when a cat came up to me, I was like, "Hi!" And they were like, <laughs> like "Oh, okay." With like my full Hermione energy, just like <laughs> right at this poor actor. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I was watching it, I was like, "I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm not sure what this plot is, but." this dancing is really incredible and this choreography is really cool and all of these dancers are like astounding. Yes. Astounding. I can distinctly remember the dancer playing Victoria doing that developé where her leg is just like basically rubbing her face with no assist from her arms and I was just sitting there like what (laughs) the literal what? Um, So yeah, that was my big takeaway from it. I was like, girl, you need to take more ballet because this is crazy. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Cool. And did you see the movie? I sure did not. Oh, wow. <laughs> Good for you. Okay. So you are about to get a um a fair amount. A full earful. A full earful of um the the Taylor Swift of it all. Um, oh, yes. Ooh, fun times. Okay. Yes. So, this um, is the Taylor Swift episode. Welcome. Welcome. Um, and I don't know your relationship with Taylor Swift, um, but um, we are here to discuss three specific female cats, their names being Jelly Lorem, Demeter, and Bombalurina. Um uh, these three are most famously known together as the Gumby Cat Trio in mm-hmm. the PBS 1998 recorded version. <laughs> they back up the Gumby Cat. They're all pretty awesome. Um, and we will start with Jelly Lorem because, God, she's sweet. And she's also the probably most inconsequential of the See, group. here's what's funny. <laughs> what's funny you say that is because when writing down my just general thoughts on cats, I basically said, like, why... Why are there some of these cats? And in fact, I wrote, who is Jelly Orum? Why is Jelly Orum? And I still don't know. So, fair. Um, <laughs> Jelly Lorum is all, most famously alone is known for being the one who sings Gus the Theater. The caretaker. Cat. The caretaker of Gus. Um, there is some sort of, like, like um, Mike was just saying, um, she's kind of like the uh, the kind nurse. Oh, no, that was Paul who was saying Paul it. Paul said it was a nursing home cat. Yeah, kind <laughs> of like the kind nurse. Jelly Lorem is like kind of a matriarch. Like there's some conjecture as to her age because it's cats and God knows how old any of And it also they- depends on who, who's playing who's that playing role. It. That age can, can be anything. Wild. Um, True. But like so sometimes she's like the same age as, as um, Demeter and Bomb Ballerina. She's just not like sexually charged. And sometimes she's like Jenny Annie Dot's age and like in the... 98 version like we saw them like knitting together literally right <laughs> um and so she is more motherly she kind of looks after the cats like specifically when like grizabella comes in she's kind of like eh, better not yeah. um don't touch that don't touch that Chris, <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl <laughs> and like like she might be jenny any dots's peer um, she also doubles usually when productions do this as griddlebone and the big right. old Fancy fucking pirate number. Is Griddlebone real? Uh, Is Griddlebone real? How big are cats? Right. Um, <laughs> because, like, because Teresa has a cat. Oh, I'm real obsessed with my cat. Teresa has a cat who I've met when he was, like, pretty new mm-hmm. and who I've seen recently, who is now, like, as Teresa once put it on Instagram, the size of a mountain lion. He's literally the size of a mountain lion. He's how? A, he's a tuxedo cat. Oh. Uh, he was a rescue cat. And He's very snuggly. I call him the puppy cat because he likes to play fetch. He likes to beg for food. But when I got him, he was like normal teenage cat size because he was six months old. And now when he fully stretches out, he is the length of my leg. So that's a big that's a cat. Big so now if we were to give you to, uh, Karina's pen, mm. it's a chowder were to hold that like a human. <laughs> Do you think that would be like... The size of a magic wand. Yeah. Oh, good question. Mm. May I play with that? Yes, go for it. Okay. So I pick up Chowder. (laughs) (laughs) Karina is, uh, sorry, Teresa is like metaphorically holding her cat Chowder right now. And it's large. And he's real big. Chowder's big. Yeah, this is like. He could use this as a wand. Okay. He literally could. All right. All right. So it's so still... So maybe that's how big cats are. Maybe that's how big cats are, according to Tom Hooper and company. The movie uh, company. has problems with scale. Right. Ooh. Yes. Um, and so... Um, Can you remember Jelly Orm from the movie? No, because she's... There is a cat who is credited as Jelly Lorem in the movie, but she doesn't sing Gus the Theater Cat. 
I guess they just chose a random dancer they hired to be in the, quote, Cat's Chorus. Yep. And we're like, congratulations, you have a name now. I but mean, they all have a name. They all have a name. They all have three names because that's the show. Um, and, but, like, Ian McKellen as Gus sings Gus the Theater Cack. And it's heartbreaking, and he was definitely snubbed for an Oscar, but that we already talked about that. Um, but, like, Jelly Lorem comes in as kind of this, like, not out of left field because she's sort of present the whole time, but she comes in and sings this beautiful little lyric song, like singing the praises of this decrepit old man who was like a theater legend. Um, and as far as like her relationships with the rest of the tribe, like that all depends on her age and the theories that you subscribe to. Like, is she, <laughs> is like, she's definitely friends with like a lot of them, the other ladies. Um, is she Grizabella's sister? Is she Jenny Anydot's sister? Mm -hmm. Is she, like, part of the same litter as Demeter and Bombalurina? Mm -hmm. We don't know. She's not involved in Macavity at all, though. I mean, and again, that depends on which production you're seeing, because if she's younger, maybe she's, Is like... Is she in the Macavity song? Like, she might... Well, not as a soloist, but she might be in, like, the backup. Right. With, like, mm -hmm. the other... Typically, it's, like, the quote kittens. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes she's, like, in the back. Um, here's a... <laughs> Here's my favorite, th it's not my favorite theory, but here's a wild theory I saw. There is a theory that um, Jelly Lorem is Grizabella's sister, mm -hmm. and the reason that Jelly Lorem doesn't dance as much as the other cats in certain productions is because Grizabella once lured her into traffic. So um, oh dang! So there's a lot of deep cat, cat lore that we yeah. dealt with today. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's uh pretty deep seated. I um, started googling the cats that we we're gonna talk about uh in preparation, and I just like, you know, by page two of the Google results, I'm like, <laughs> whoa, bro! Like yeah. this is yeah. getting like deep. Well, so many people just had to fill in their own blanks for the cat's plot. Right. So you get so many wild theories. Uh, the same website where we've been finding all of our weird cat's lore gives all of the cat's star signs. Which is <gasps> yeah. Lena's favorite part. I can't imagine. That's amazing. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember most of them. But, but, but you know, I, fine. I read them all. Um, <laughs> they were all born under some sort of moon right? and sun and what have you. Of course cats um, have astrological signs. Also, yeah. like, apparently some of the cats in this tribe might be psychic anyway, so yes. it works. Yeah, there's, like... A lot of like, magical cats. A lot of magical mm -hmm. cats. Um, yeah. Gus the theater cat and Gumby Cat. She sings in Gumby Cat, yeah. we'll say. Uh -huh. um, her songs, Do They Slap? I mean, <laughs> you know my thoughts on Gus the theater cat. <laughs> right. Karina doesn't like slow songs. I like slow songs. <laughs> um, but Gus the Theater Cat happens to be probably my favorite song in the yes. show. Okay. So I wouldn't say it slaps, but I would say I fucking love it's it. It's got heart. It, it's got loads of heart, and I have definitely watched, washed think, dishes to it before. Which is weird. I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I would. It suffers. But here it is. From the, in the movie, do you think it suffers by not being sung oh, man. by Jelly or Lorem? No, only because it's Ian McKellen. Aha. Uh -huh. Like, Ian yeah, McKellen is that good that I didn't miss Jelly Lorem, but I just love Jelly Lorem. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Does it slap? I can't. <laughs> and no, Gumby mm -hmm. Cat, of sorts, it slaps. Of sorts, yeah. We've, yeah. Um, I don't know your you do you, like what are your opinions on like Gumby Cat and uh, Gus the theater cat, if any? Um, 
Let's see. So I did also get the 1998 recorded DV, like version from the Netflix back in the day when you got DVDs. Oh, right. Um, and I remember I really liked Gus the Theater Cat. Like it really held my mm. focus. But I would like kind of zone during mm. the other one. Like I would just like get distracted by my actual cat or like my dog. Or right. I would just like my right. brain wouldn't latch onto it. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about Gumby Cat? Big fun tap number. Exactly. I mean, that's that's my. Yeah, I do like a big fun tap number. That right. I do like. Okay. I do like a okay. big fun tap number. Um, what's interesting though is like I cannot remember it from when I saw it live. I can't remember if okay. So if I was not an actor. And I had not read a Flobity Jillian casting breakdowns for this musical over the, like, you know, the time of my career. If you had said to me, oh, yeah, there's tap dancing in Cats, I would have been like, no, there's not. It's just ballet and jazz. Like, Mm. I truly just didn't remember it. And anytime I read a Jenny Any Dots breakdown and they're like, she must tap. I'm like, right. Right. <laughs> well, it comes right. right out of the gate, and then it's that's it. Yeah. Right. It's very early on to start with a tap number. It's, it's very much an opening number style kind of thing, but they have an opening number. But they have two. They have, they have <laughs> this, full, this movie just has, this musical just has so many opening Three numbers. Three opening numbers. Three opening yeah. numbers, back to back to back. Um, so many. Yes. Um, now, does she fuck? I thought I told you the premise of this podcast. These are the important We break down each cat and we decide if their song slaps and if they fuck. I think you did tell me this, and for some reason my brain withheld it from my memory. (laughs) That's the wise thing to do. That's the wise thing. I think just to delight me again by this premise when I heard it again. (laughs) (laughs) Comparatively, not as much. No. But she does. Well, here's the thing is... um, one of the uh, theories is that she might be Skimble Shanks' mate. Oh. Which I I find that wonderful. Yeah, I, I hope that. that that's true. Again, they're both sort of like working class, much like Jenny Any Dots. Yeah. You're like she's a mm-hmm. caretaker. She's got goals, which is keeping Gus alive and <laughs> in shape, I guess. And so it makes sense that she could like yeah. fuck with Skimble Shanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. like probably and like maybe has a litter. Like mm. Yeah, she could mm-hmm. be a mom cat. Like, like a mom cat. We talked about in the PBS recording that she was played by a slightly older actress compared to Bombalarina and Demeter. So she does appear to be more matronly mm. than some of the other cats just because right. of who's playing her. Right. Schmer. Um, because of traffic. Um, right. <laughs> which is oh. wild. It's fucking wild. It is wild. Um, cool. Uh, moving on to Demeter and Bombalarina. Now... These are, like, the two sort of, like, known sexy cats. Like, they are the sexiest cats. They are the sexiest cats. Like, we've talked about them quite a bit just sort of throughout our day and, like, talking with other um, guests and in relation to other cats. But they're kind of two matriarchs of the tribe. They were formerly, allegedly, in McCavity's gang. Um, Demeter is a little, is the more golden one. She might have been in an abusive relationship with McCavity, which is why she's so skittish the whole time. Riddled with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, very relatable. Very relatable. <laughs> we all understand. <laughs> we all understand. Um, just walking into a crowd and be like, nope, that guy's bad news. Right. Nope, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And Bomba. Spidey senses. Yeah. Real. Right, yeah. 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 Um, that's why I called this episode the uh, Teresa Burns track. Because um, <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, we're going to break down these three cats, and that's 
who Teresa very well could play. That's very true. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then Bomb Ballerina is kind of her like counterpart. Maybe they might be sisters. They might be a, a lesbian power couple. We don't know. I really we, want that to we be all true. Want that to be <laughs> I really want that. A lesbian them. power yes. couple, also potentially in um, McCavity's gang. Um, Definitely formerly, I think. I would buy that as like a real lore that they used to run with the bad crowd. Right. Mm-hmm. I would buy that. I agree. I'd love some like badass motorcycle lesbians, you know? Like I would be really into that. <laughs> right. So they got out when they really realized their love was for each other and not for McCavity. Mm. Yeah. This I strongly support. That I strongly opens, support this lore. That opens new doors. It does. Um, it sure does. Not right. sisters. Not sisters. <laughs> no. I hope not. Hope um not. then again there's a lot of weird shit here. Um <laughs> and we see them not entirely sympathetic to Grizabella, but we also know, like, okay, like, there's some layers to this chick. Mm-hmm. Like, are the, is one of the theories is like those two may be her daughters. Uh, I, this is assuming they're not a lesbian power couple, but well. uh, <laughs> 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 um, one Demeter might be the maid of monkey strap. Bomb Ballerina might be the maid of Rum Tum Tugger, and this mm-hmm. is again. Mm-hmm. As we've said many times before, this is all based on the 1998 version where it's like, There's you see the two of them of kind of just booty. paired. A lot of booty. A lot, lot of their booties. And it happens to be like booties paired together. Yes. Um, True. True story. And, um, cool. Um, <laughs> what does Demeter sing the most of? Demeter sings probably the most of Grizabella the Glamour Cat. Mm-hmm. And, um, McCavity. Because McCavity is that two-hander between the yes. two of them. Was Demeter in... 2019 at all yes um, oh you found out one line of hers yes yeah um during our dinner break today we um uh karina and i um did some like imdb searching mm-hmm. and um there is one cat credited as demeter i still could not pick her out of a lineup yeah. in this context well she's 86 out of mccavity entirely entirely huh. yeah so let's let's discuss that because of Taylor Swift is Enter- cast as one Bumble Arena. Enter Taylor Swift. Yes. Oh, on a moon. No. She's on the moon. She's the only cat with tits. And she's wearing high heels. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's her whole thing. Um, That's it. That's her yeah. entrance is supposed to be very reminiscent of like a Studio 54 logo. I read in the IMDb trivia as sure. well. Right. She's coming in as the sexiest cat. Uh-huh. In 2019, in and 2019. literally has like catnip, like yes. a bottle of catnip a that she uses, like hand of catnip bejeweled. that she uses to drug the jellicle ball. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thanks yes. Taylor yes. to to help facilitate McCavity's crimes. She's right. a full on henchman, full on this. accomplice, interesting, like, full on right hand woman. You want to talk Taylor Swift? She's getting the villain edit that Taylor Swift is so terrified of in her real life. Which, ooh. ooh. Which is interesting to me because Demeter and Bomb Ballerina are in this fucking show. Yes. They are all over that stage. They, they are dancing. Are. They are being like, like we were saying last night, Bomb Ballerina is the Beyonce of this thing in the she's Jellicle everywhere. Ball. Yeah. Where she's everywhere. And she's the one being like, okay, ladies, let's get information yes. and dance. And she's so distinct. Yes. Like, any picture you see, any press picture, you're like, oh, there's that bitch. Right. right. She's bright red. Bright, bright red. red. Yeah. Like, Super tall, mm-hmm. like just oozing confidence and sexuality. She's a pretty busty actress in the ninety uh, 
eight. Yeah, in she's an eight film. Oh yeah. Because like when the Victoria bends over, she's a, got a real dancer bod that's mm-hmm. just like a pancake. Yeah. And <laughs> it is not the case with yeah, with Bomb yeah, Arena. And it is so interesting that. I don't know if Taylor Swift agreed to the villain treatment. I don't know if like Tom Hooper just called her and was like, "Hey, you're in five minutes of the movie, but you get the best song. You okay mm, with that?" Mm. Because, I, like, this could have been a Taylor Swift vehicle. Yes, truly. She yeah. could. It could have been the whole arc of like, let me tell you about, hey, young Victoria. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing is told. She could have been a mentor. A mentor. Mm. She could have been a mentor. The whole thing is told. Basically, from Victoria's point of view, as okay. she enters the tribe, she's our audience. Got so again, it. Yes. Okay. Cool, cool. And Taylor Swift could have come in, like, with Robbie Fairchild as Monkey Strap, being like, "Hey, this is what you're in for. This is what we do. This, this is, is what is a jellical cat is. Right. This is like who everyone is, and that's Macavity. We've got some shit. We put it behind us, but mm-hmm. like, but like, stay awake. Um, and it could have been a Taylor Swift movie. But it wasn't. Even more so than like it was an Idris Elba movie in the end because fun fact this movie was a solid sixty percent Idris Elba. Interesting. Yes, McCavity got like the... he was there a lot. He showed He's there up a lot. many times. Huh. Right. And this is his really his big reveal of his evil plan, and it's like preceded by Taylor Swift singing McCavity in a way that's really her singing his praises. Right. Interesting. Which like almost like to the. Not fully, but to the extent that we had discussed Tugger building up Mistopheles. Yes. Uh, there is some weird sexual tension between Taylor Swift and Idris Elba. As cats. Yes, as cats. Mm. Yeah. And it will, should be noted that once he's revealed at the end of this song, he has shed all of his cat clothes and is appearing fully naked in the worst way. He's very smooth. He, what? Here, I'll find it. Yes. Oh, wow. Like, Idris Elba looks naked as a cat, and he doesn't appear naked until he's introduced by Taylor Swift. Yet, McCavity's a ginger cat. Yes, not in this. Yeah. Huh. Oh, it's going to be a you good picture. You know interesting on the Wikipedia? Ah, so, oh. like, here is, you can kind of see just how naked oh. he looks. Oh. Oh. Ian, oh. do you need a refresher? Ah! Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. He's pretty naked for a cat. And there's something like you have to work really hard to make him look that naked. Yeah. And yet they managed. Like how? It's he's just very naked. The direction was he's too sexy tone it down. And Taylor Swift is what made him that naked. Yeah. You were saying about the Wikipedia page. Oh yeah. So on Wikipedia, the Demeter it like in Demeter's description, it's literally whoever wrote it was like, and she's got some beef with McCavity, and it's a bit much. She like hates him a little much, and wow. I'm like, excuse whoever wrote this. Yeah. I'm sure Demeter has an excellent reason. Oh man, <laughs> excuse you. Yes, hard pass on that nonsense. Right. There's Demeter erasure in Cats 2019. Demeter erasure. Mm. There's so much erasure. There's a lot There's of erasure. A lot lesbian erasure, gay erasure, yes. like. Um, and Demeter Erasure. Yeah. First Wikipedia gaslights her, and then she's erased. Yes. So, further contributing to the patriarchal history of this whole franchise. Justice for Demeter. Justice Justice for Demeter. Justice for Demeter. And, which brings up a wonderful point that you brought up right before we turned the mics on, Karina. Mm -hmm. Why wasn't Ariana Grande part of this? Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't they stunt? Because Ariana Grande, a known theater history background, yes, mm-hmm. has appeared in Hairspray Live to mm-hmm. mixed reviews, but could easily come in and play a second sexy pop star cat. That is just right. chill in there for the whole show. Right? Truly. They Truly. both could. Just like a little like pop star pair of cats. 
yeah. doing their Jenny Eddie dots, singing their sexy McCavity song. Yeah, like, I would love that. Oh my gosh, Ariana Grande sang The Wizard and I at the Wicked 15 year anniversary. Oh my God, and it was was so good. It was gorgeous. She's actually got a very good voice for musical theater. Oh yeah. yeah. She was in the original cast of 13 13, the musical, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then she was on Victorious. And like, I think she did a lot of singing on that too. And it's like, she could because she can sing. Yeah, she can sing. And like, she can act. Like again. Well. Well, I mean. Well enough. Well enough. Well enough. She can get the job done. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, her Penny Pingleton could have been her audition for Demeter. Yes, uh, which is a troubling true. implication. Which is a but troubling. Right. That's, it's a terrible thing to Those say. Those two but. things shouldn't go together, and yet here and yet we here are. We are. Why, <laughs> so yeah, why really? Because Taylor Swift is clearly a stunt cast, right? Like but, no one, like she did a good job, right? But no one was like, and true, Taylor Swift has like a reputation for being like, I love my cats. So they, <laughs> she does. She does. That's very true. She loves her cats, so of course Taylor Swift would jump at the chance of being in Cats. But like, but for the villain treatment, I find that interesting. Especially when you consider like Taylor Swift lore. Taylor Swift lore. Mm. Mm. Did we all watch what's that documentary on the Netflix? I have Miss Americana. Not watched it. Uh, no, my girlfriend did. I did read an article that uh, that talked about her relationship with food in terms of like disordered eating. I heard but about that. that. That was it, and yeah. had nothing to do with Cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, did you watch that one yet? I did, and it's interesting because part of the arc of the documentary is her like dealing with the fact that for such a long time, her like the most important thing to her via like her priorities and upbringing and family values was to seem good, right. to yes. seem like a good girl. And when she made the decision to like wade into politics a little bit over the last year, it was very much like a what if people don't think I'm good and her making peace with that. So it's interesting that this movie also with the villain treatment kind of gives her peace to not have to be. That's interesting. That's an interesting good little girl. Yeah. 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 Which is, yeah. And she's out here being the sexiest cat. In the movie, she is by far the sexiest cat. A hundred percent. Well, because that's the thing is like, there's some, not that it's sanitized, but it's definitely made more family friendly in its entirety. Like mm-hmm. the we were just talking with Mike. The Jellicle Ball is a twelve minute cat orgy. Yes, <laughs> that in the movie was very cut down to just sort of being like, oh shit, it's a full moon, let's dance. It is still very orgy like though. It is. It's There's pretty some weird tail tail things going on that really imply what's yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea that the Jellicle Ball was an orgy until I was almost like 22 years old. That same. I was yeah. 26 years old when I found out that it was an orgy because yeah. every other version I'd seen was in high school. Mm-hmm. And they don't go come right out and say orgy time. <laughs> yeah, and like the choreography that you learn, like the different chunks of choreography have like names, right? Like there's oh, the Copeland yeah. section, and like because so much of that music is just music, there are no lyrics to like orient right. yourself within. And so it's not usually like taught in like an orgy ish right. way. <laughs> it's, it's usually just like plie relevé. Like right. it's very right. technical. It's much more dancer terms. Yeah, exactly. Less orgy terms yeah. <laughs> which is probably good for everyone yeah, and we yeah all it's better off that. Mm-hmm. um but yeah and it could like I, I don't know i guess i'm still not that i'm stuck on this but i guess i'm stuck on like it could have been a taylor swift movie it could have and been. it's like the, the thing is like i would have i still would have paid money to see that movie yeah i'm not a taylor swift fan no like much at all like at all um but like i st- I, I just find that choice so interesting and, As not a Taylor Swift fan, do you think she did a good job singing McCavity? You know, it's interesting because 
I like maybe the day before I saw the movie, I was like kind of skipping through the soundtrack just to be like, what am I in for? And I heard McCavity, and I played it, and I was like, oh, this must be Demeter. And then it kept on being the same voice, and I was like, is this is this Taylor Swift? Because mm-hmm. she sounded good. Yeah. But I don't think she sounds the same as she does in her rendition of Reverse Memory, a.k.a. Beautiful Ghosts. Because she's acting. <laughs> because She's she, doing it. Because she's doing it. But I thought... <laughs> if you could see Ian's face right now. <laughs> like, I, I'm trying so hard not to, like, provoke the Taylor Swift hive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she she architectured a good McCavity performance vocally. I thought, I mean, like, I was impressed when I heard it because I didn't think it was her. Like, yeah. I... And then, like, and then Beautiful Ghost comes along, and that's a whole other thing. Like, well, as soon as Beautiful Ghost started playing, which one? The the real one in the movie. Okay. I I looked to my friend, and I was like, "This is a Taylor Swift song." Right. It sounds like a Taylor Swift song from the get, and I don't know if I could only picture that because I knew it was written by her. I don't know. I think it it was was it written. By it her? was written by her. By her I think, and I think Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. I think so. He helped. Yeah, I think so. I think you're correct. Right. The but, Lord. The lo- Lord Weber, Lord, um, Lord Baron Weber. He's a Baron. Yeah. He's a Baron. He's he's royalty. Not a knight. Not a knight. Uh, he's not going off to fight in any wars. No. <laughs> um, but he's got a lot of money. Yes. Um, he sure does. Yeah. Have you heard the uh, the new the new song, the beautiful ghost song? I heard bits and pieces of it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Schmer. Yeah. yeah. That's uh. That's really all you need. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's reverse memory. Because it, it comes into the show or in the movie after like first memory, where you think, "Oh, Fake this is out it." Memory. Yeah, huh. and so she sings memory, and then Victoria comes out, and she's like, "Actually, I feel about you. me." And then it comes back again in the credits, yes, um, as Taylor Swift singing memory. I mean, uh, reverse beautiful memory, ghosts. beautiful ghosts. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yes, but the this is all to say these two. Awesome, powerful women sing McCavity. They yes. are the front women of this girl group that is McCavity. Um, yes. Yeah. Which is a song that unapologetically, objectively slaps. <laughs> McCavity slaps. True story. We it's, talked a little bit about it in our McCavity episode, but right. it does the sexual energy coming out of McCavity's song. Right. Mm. With McCavity not even there. Right. Is, is very high. It is. It's true. It is really, really high. I it is. I totally agree. Especially if you if watch If those like, cats were wearing more clothes, they would be taking it off during that number. <laughs> right. Karina insists on a burlesque Someone's act had to, to it. have done it. Oh, that's such a good idea. Although it is rather long to actually try to do it, too. But I guess. You'd have to be oh. wearing many layers. Right. That's a really good song for that. Right? Yeah. That's uh, smart. Have you ever... You've never done this show before. Correct. I've never done oh, this show. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm usually called in for Demeter. Right. That's usually... Yeah. I believe that. I'm yeah. called in. Or Jenny Any Dots. Right. I, when I have to I buy remember that she taps. Right. <laughs> I buy right. both of those. I, I 100% see that for you. I love yeah. that for you. Um, yeah. But yeah. I'm always like thinking about like, they dance so much. Like, this is a very girl question, but like, what bra do you wear in yes. that unitard? Like, I mean, what do you... Like, I feel how like, do you support in anything? How do you support anything? Because unitards do not give support, really. They just like are like, here's the human body, right? Yeah, um, it's all here. <laughs> but like, so anything that would give support would really like show. Yeah. Um. So I wonder how they like 
juggled that? Like, how many layers have to happen? But, I mean, I remember when we did it, there was, like, kind of, like, a body stocking Mm -hmm. that served as, like, an underlayer. Okay. So it smoothed everything out? Well, it did that, but it also, I think it was, like, sort of to keep everything, like, together. Mm, Like Like Dancer Spanx. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that was, like, the initial line of support. So it's, like, Mm -hmm. you can sort of have, like literally everything close to the chest and mm-hmm. then have the the proper costume on top of it and not have to worry so much about like the weight of it all yeah because i feel like there's so much jumping in there's a lot of and jumps. then like in tap numbers you know tapping is basically like small bounces jump roping for like three minutes um so like i know i personally would have like pectoral spasms if mm. i wasn't ha- like in a good support system right and would also have like you know the meat between your ribs that also starts to spasm right so i would probably want something sports bra level and then would need like a bunch of layers over it because I'd also cover the lines. Yeah, because yeah. I wouldn't want to be like, here's me as a cat in this unitard, and here's my sports bra. Right. Like, it's not <laughs> the story I want to tell. So there's several layers of cats. That's not who Demeter is. That's not Demeter's. That's thing. not Demeter's. That's not Demeter's story. She's seen some shit, but <laughs> that's it's not Demeter and her sports bra. Right. Like, that's not what the no. show is. Oh man. Yeah, and also like, what if you have to pee? Like this show stresses you must me just out. Can't. Yeah, you gotta like. I mean, my guess is that, like, you maybe you luck out because you're sweating so much that it all just mm. comes out through, like, the right. pores as opposed to the bladder. Unpleasant, like, yes. I'm sorry. That was, that's no, very true. explicit, but, like, yeah. yeah. No, you're right, and you should say it, but that doesn't make it pleasant. I, <laughs> touche. It's something I think about. I'm like, you want to, when you're dancing so much, you need to be hydrated so your right. muscles literally don't tear, but... You also can't pee. So, right. like, right. how how do you that ride balance? that line? Yeah. yeah. Right. How does that work out for you? And it's like, again, can't pick her out of a lineup in the movie. Could no. have been a real, could have been a real, like, juicy part for someone. Oh, they man. just went a different direction or with like, our lady cats. I mean, you could have had a whole thing where it's like, maybe Demeter's the one with the tribe and Bomb Ballerina, her strange Ooh. sister or a strange lesbian Ooh. partner is like, oh, peace lovers, out, deuces. Lover's quarrel. A lover's quarrel. Love that. Like, if that's why they broke up, because, like, one, one of them one was went like, with I can't go this route anymore, and the other was like, I'm staying here. Yeah. I pledged ride or die. Right. I know. Oh, I would love that. Right. Missed um, opportunity, cats. 2019. Oh man, that's why we have to create cats too. Cats um, the catening. The catening. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what their shoot schedule was like. Because now that you've said it, I'm like, why wasn't Taylor Swift in the whole movie? Right. I wonder what the like shoot schedule was. Was it just like Taylor Swift had a month? Well, it's so funny like, that you mentioned that because like from the time that this was announced to the time it came out, that was not a whole lot of time. It wasn't, no, right? And I remember hearing things about them, like, shooting cats. Also, we just found out they all went to cat's camp somewhere and yes, all of this as well. Yes, they went to cat school. Taylor um, Swift has been very vocal about her experience yes, in cat that's school. That's such an anti-Blankenmuller thing to do. Right. Like, Hamilton has a boot camp. And right. And In the Heights had a boot, a boot camp. camp. Annie had a boot uh, camp. Avenue that's, Q has a boot camp. Yeah. It's um, very, as like... As did, like, the Jillian Lynn productions mm. of Cats. But these dancers and singers and actors all of them had to go to cat school and then they filmed the movie the musical cats and then they released the movie the musical cats all like within a year of itself so i have my first notation of the cats remake was in mid-july i think Mm -hmm. early july i mentioned Um, on my of 2019 okay i think right that it was like 
this is this cats remake is gonna keep me up at night (laughs) (laughs) in december of 2019 here it was yeah yeah i mean i remember seeing sort of like the announcement of it and i want to say that was sometime 2018 i'm like trying to google it now when was the like because i think july of 2019 is when the first promotional material started coming out like initial cast announcements Mm. james corden's in this (laughs) spark noticing some wikipedia stuff yes um there was an animated version planned in the 90s but was abandoned um when spielberg's um studio folded um it it looked like if anyone has time try to find like some of the sketch concepts for animated cats because it looked really cool huh in January 2018, Hooper and Working Title began officially casting for the film. Okay. So, a solid two years. For all that visual effects work? Principal, okay, so principal photography started at the end of 2018 and ended in April 2019, which is a solid amount of time yeah. to be filming something yeah. like this. Yeah. Um, but... April 2019 to December 2019 is not a long time to get the CGI, all the special effects, all of that right. Right. And they didn't because this was a film that was released with a patch. Right. Like, they had to re-release it because they were like, we fucked up some of the CGI. Sorry, guys. Sorry you saw Judi Dench's wedding ring in a bunch of shots. You know she's supposed to have cat hands. Sorry they all have feet. Um, They didn't fix that. Oh, yeah. Teresa, you haven't seen it. Full on human feet full human feet jason derulo's out here sucking toes <laughs> almost <laughs> allegedly <laughs> um, oh boy and now like these two cats they fuck they fuck absolutely like they fuck on stage on as stage well. <laughs> i mean absolutely strongest that is these cats mm-hmm. um and yeah, that concludes our discussion of maternal, both maternal and sexy lady cats. Yes. Um, okay. So yes, you took our BuzzFeed quiz, and by us, ours, I mean the one that BuzzFeed Community, has that I yeah. searched years ago and right. mm-hmm. refer back to. So mm-hmm. and so, who, who, which cat are you? I'm Jenny Any Dots. Boom. Nice. And the unexpected tap number. Yeah. Uh-huh. Unex- that Teresa can't remember exists. <laughs> I have a tap number? What? <laughs> I do what now? Who? Okay, okay. What? Uh, let me that, du- is, that is let very me- Jenny Any Dots. <laughs> <laughs> let, me dust, let me t- dust these off now. Um, um, and now, um, up to you. If cats were a democracy, mm. if you were part of this jellical ball, um, and you were voting for uh, who goes to the heavy side lair. Who has your vote? Okay, so here's the thing. I really want Jenny Any Dots to be able to like rest. You know, like she's taking care of the roaches and the everything, and she's got so much work to do. And she's the kind of mom who, when I look at them, I'm like. But when do you breathe? Like, mm-hmm. when do you do anything other than, like, mother? N- not in, like, a oh, mother, right? Like, like, literally, like, but don't humans need sleep? Don't cats need sleep kind mm-hmm. of way? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really want Jenny Any Dots to take a load off and, like, go to the Heaviside Lair. But mm. I also feel like Grizabella has really suffered. And I also want her to take a load off. Mm. So, like... If we had ranked voting, mm. I'd be like, okay, Grizabella, 
Jenny Annie Dots. If I really, really, really could only vote for one of them, I would vote for Grizabella because I do feel like she has suffered a lot, and I want girl, I want she her to, to take a break. Peace. Okay, yeah. your yeah. vote has been counted. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate you. Now, Teresa, is there anything you'd like to plug? Where can people find you on social media? Let us all know. So you should watch my web series. It's called What I Do for Love, and you can find it literally everywhere. So (laughs) it's on YouTube. It's on the Instagram handle underscore what I do for love underscore. Mm. Um, And if you're not sure where to find it, you can just ask me. My Instagram is human, H-O-O-M-A-N, of chowder, like the soup chowder's my cat um so yeah you should watch my web series and uh i recently launched a patreon um so i could make a season two of this web series and do a secret project that i'm not telling anybody what it's about but it's awesome um so my patreon is spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n so if you go to www.patreon.com slash teresa burns t-h-e-r-e-s-a B as in boy, U-R-N-S, you can support me on Patreon. Do it. Excellent. She's Please. a creative genius, so yes. do Aww, it. Aw, thanks, Ian. Of course. Teresa, thank you so much for yes. joining us today. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. Okay, listeners, we have a bonus treat for you as well. Please welcome to the show Madison Mitchell. Now, Madison has a long history with Cats the Musical on Broadway. She's currently on tour, and she has a wonderful, lengthy history with these ladies. So she's going to tell us a little bit more about her experience and her thoughts on them. Enjoy. Hey, guys. My name is Madison Mitchell, and Cats has been a part of my life off and on for the past nine years, which is wild, wild to think about. So I've been in the junkyard quite a few times um, and very gratefully have been able to have been in the junkyard as various felines. So the first time I did the show, I was Demeter. Uh, The second time I did the show, I was Jelly Lorem. The third time I did the show, I was a swing and I understudied Demeter, Bombalurina, Cassandra and Tantamile. And now the fourth time I'm currently doing the show on the national tour, uh, uh, also a swing again and understudying Jelly Lorem and Grizabella. So um, it's been quite a blessing and what a crazy trajectory this uh, show has taken me on. And I will say I finally got to perform Grizz not too long ago. So I finally got to go to the heavy side layer, which was crazy. Uh, something I never thought would happened when I first started doing the show. Uh, So on the topic of who deserves, quote unquote, to go to the heavy side layer, um, I know I I would like to talk a bit about Demeter, Bomb, Ballerina, and Jelly Lorem, three of the fancy lady cats. Um, So here's the deal. I do feel the way the show works out is really wonderful. And they you know, the moment of Grizz being chosen to go to the heavy side layer, spoiler alert, um, is really wonderful. I don't know if anyone, quote unquote, truly deserves to go other than Gus, I think is a very, very valid candidate. And I don't just say that as someone who has played Jelly Lorem, but as someone who has seen the show and, and worked on the show, I totally see the claim and the validity for him. But as far as the ladies go who I've played, so Bomb Ballerina is one of the like kind of sassy lady cats. She's 
a beautiful red color. Uh, she also sings Macavity. And I think she's like totally enjoying her life. So she, I don't think wants to go to the heavy side layer just yet because she's really enjoying the here and now. You know what I mean? Like she's one of those people who she's at the party. She's having a good time. Um, I don't think she's in a rush to go. So in that way, I don't think it's like on her mind. She's not going to count herself in that group yet. Cause she's like, no, 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 I'm living my life. I'm having a good time. Even if she makes mistakes, she learns from them and she's enjoying the life. So I don't think Bomb is ready to go yet. Um, then Jelly Lorem, I feel like the fact that Jelly Lorem sings Gus the Theater Cat in Act Two, and she's essentially a part of nominating Gus, I think she's already counting herself out of being one of the ones going to the heavy side there. Because, well, she actually even nominates two. Uh, Demeter Bomb and Jelly also nominate Gumby, uh, Jenny, Any Dots in Act One. So, Really, all three of those cats aren't like thinking of themselves yet <laughs> in that realm. They're still like, they're, maybe they're just, it, it's not like they're the youngest cats, but they're like mature cats, but they're not, I don't think they've hit the age of, or thought of like when I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, so Jelly Lorem, I think is, is really gunning for Gus to go. Um, and I think she, having Ben is currently a caretaker for Gus or, um, depending on, I guess, different character studies, but she's, she's taking care of him, um, in the number and throughout parts of the show. I think she really wants to see him go, um, until of course Grizz changes her mind. Then lastly, Demeter. So like Demeter has this really cool connection to Grizz, but having, Demeter been the character that I was intro like how I got into the show in the first place. Um, she has such a special place in my heart. Um, and she does have this background similar to Grizz also in her mind sees herself like she could become Grizz or could have become Grizz had she not learned lessons earlier or maybe had the rebuke of friends from the tribe who helped her get back. Um, on track. So I, I guess out of the three, I feel like maybe Demeter would go to the heavy side there, but again, she's not ready yet. Like I almost feel like all three of those cats still have things to learn before they go. Um, just kind of an interesting, like, I guess, theory to have on life that in life, we can't choose when we go, but and maybe we haven't learned all that we quote unquote wanted to have learned or should have learned or whatnot. But um, but I feel like Demeter uh, ha having this like kind of um, traumatic past that she's had, I could see the validity of her maybe being voted to go, but she's still she's still learning. She's still moving forward in life. And I don't think ultimately she should be reborn just yet because I, I think she's kind of still learning her life. Also, the fun thing about those three, Demeter, Bomb, and Jelly Lorem, is they all have collars in their costume. And that is something that kind of we as a, as a company joke about, but also really I, I do make a point in my mind to think about that that means you have an owner and whether or not 
it's so silly if you think about it out of context, but it's it's true. If you have a collar, you have an owner of some sort. Someone put that on you. So you do belong to a home. And um, I think there's something interesting about that, that like they're, you know, having their jellicle ball, but after that, they're going to go back to their owner's home possibly, um, more than likely. Um, and so I don't know if their owners are ready for them to go to the heavy side layer just yet. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, those are kind of my takes on heavy side layer cats, the ladies. Let me know if anyone else has any thoughts, but that's just me. All right. Have a good day. Bye guys. All right. Karina, where can people find you on the social medias and everything? You can find me online on both Twitter and Instagram at Epic Adventure of. That's my brand. <laughs> I will say, though, like, good for you for nailing that one down because you very easily might not have no, if you I'm had not claimed it at the time. 18 years old, I was like, this is my brand. Also, yeah. it was 2010. Epic was a much less weird word then. Right. Um, you can also find me playing D&D. Uh, most Wednesdays and Fridays streamed live on twitch.tv slash spoodersnack. That's S-P-O-D-E-R-S-N-E-K. That's a wild adventure that may or may not make sense to you, but it's sure a rollicking good time. Hey, we welcome everyone here to podcasts. Yes. Um, Ian? Hi. <laughs> you can find me at ibroski on Twitter and Instagram, uh, ianjbrodsky.com, and Brodsky Ian on Facebook. Beautiful. Yes. All right, until next time, this has been Podcats, the podcast about cats, the musical, not the animal. And, and that's, that's how, how sexy cat erasure, erasure happens. happens. Yes! yes! You can find out more about Podcats, a podcast about cats, the musical, not the animal, by finding us on social media. We are on both Twitter and Instagram at JellicalPod. And you can always reach us by email at jellicopodcats at gmail.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.